You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network. The Awesome Podcast Network presents The Republic City Report, a Legend of Korra podcast. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. Put your hands together for your host, Republic City correspondent, Tim Bridgewater Bender. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 22 of Republic City Report, Legend of Core podcast. I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater Bender. Thank you guys for joining me once again. Um, I want to take a moment here to remind all of my listeners that uh, this is a listener feedback sort of a podcast. Um, so I very much welcome your emails. A couple times an episode, I may pose a couple questions, uh, ask, you know, I may pose a couple theories, and I very much welcome your thoughts and opinions on that. So you can send me an email at republiccityreport at gmail.com um, if you want to say something about that. You can also head over to facebook.com slash republic city report and give that page a like if you want to leave a comment there with that being said uh i don't have any emails for this episode so this episode is going to probably go by a lot faster um i'm pretty sure i know why that is is because i'm recording this episode uh the same day that the previous episode actually went live now because some i i don't actually do the updating myself um, I do the recording and then I send I send the, the audio recording over to the producer and then he adds the music and the intro and the outro and all those things. And depending on how busy he is, he it may take a while for him to get to it because, well, we all have lives. <laughs> so uh, but because of that, uh, I don't think anyone has had really a chance to listen to episode 21 yet. So if you haven't heard that one yet, I don't really expect to have any questions about you know that episode or anything to to uh, answer on this one so um but i could wait a couple more days until you guys get a chance to listen to it but i'm actually gonna have to go out of town this weekend um this weekend as well as the first few days of next week as well so i don't want to get too behind because i won't even be able to uh record this week's brand new episodes uh podcast episodes until the middle of next week so uh i want to just kind of get this out in advance so that you have time to listen to it and get and, and stay caught up and send your emails in and that way when i come back to record i can have a bunch of emails to choose from and all, and all those kinds of things so that being said let's just jump into the episode this is of course going to cover episode uh chapter seven which is titled original airbenders um one thing I've always loved about this show is the fact that the titles of the episodes uh, usually pretty much tell you what's going to happen. I mean, you're going <laughs> to when I first saw that that was the title of the episode, I was thinking, you know, maybe one of two things that we'll get some kind of a flashback to, I don't know, just maybe the first group of airbenders or something like that. But of course, you know, they're really talking about the bison right because we've been told several times throughout the last airbender that the bison are the original airbenders and every and, and actually here, here's a perfect opportunity for a question um so if you if you have an answer for this send me an send me an email to republiccityreport at gmail.com i know that every every nation has an original animal 
right? An animal that was the original uh, bender of that of that element, right? So I know that the earthbenders had badger moles, and the firebenders had dragons, and the airbenders have bison. What do the water tribe have? Um, I'm sure they mentioned it at some point, but for some reason, I'm having the hardest time remembering. And once again, I could just Google it. But it's a lot more fun to ask you guys <laughs> because uh, who knows? I may get the wrong information or something. So if you have an answer for that, send me an email or republiccityreport at gmail.com. I was trying to think of that and I, I couldn't remember if it was like a sea serpent or, or, or something like that. Uh, I'm not because it, it just seems like the water tribe that. It didn't get as much attention in terms of uh, having a, an animal that was the original waterbender, right? So it'd have to be like a um, some kind of a water-based animal, I would assume. Um, so yeah, if you have a response to that, once again, RepublicCityReport at gmail.com. Uh, but of course, back on point here, original airbenders talk about the bison. So we know we're going to get a good bit of bison action this episode, and we do. Now this episode... Um, for the most part, pretty much completely takes place at the Air Temple, uh, which is kind of nice to do that every now and then to just kind of give everything that's going on with Korra and the rest of Team Avatar kind of a little break, a little breathing room and, and head over to the other side of the world and see exactly what's going on. Even though we do get to see Korra for a little bit because Tenzin talks to her on the phone. Uh, but basically what's going on here is that Tenzin is trying to train all of the new airbenders and he's kind of having a hard time. I mean, they're really bored. Uh, <laughs> they're really bored out of their minds. And, you know, he kind of needs to be reminded that these people weren't born air nomads. You know, these are people that come from other kingdoms, mostly the Earth Kingdom. Um, so they're not necessarily well versed and, and, and trained and as spiritual and as complacent as other monks that have, would have been raised in the temple would have been. So they're a little impatient. And uh, they they honestly care a little bit more about Boomy at this point. Because Boomy is kind of uh, being the class clown in sort of a way. By just kind of keeping them entertained. But, uh, you know, obviously that's not going by too well with Tenzin. So as a result of this. Um, the people, you know, they become a little kind of defiant, maybe a little bit. And he, he can tell that he's not he's he's kind of losing them. But after this kind of impressive display where they, they see him fly around on Oogie and do a couple tricks, they kind of reignites their interest in a little a little bit. And Kai asked the question, wow, that was, you know, well, that was really cool. When will we get our own uh, air bison? And then Tenzin kind of tells him, well, after years of training and hard work. And I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that was the response. Because I feel like, I, you know, I feel like it would have been too easy to just give them all bison. I mean, we don't want to rush this process, right? The, the, some of these monks trained for years and years to achieve enlightenment and become masters. And we don't want to just see everybody hop on the back of a bison all of a sudden. And, and you know, it's just they could have rushed into that. But I'm glad they're not doing that. With that being said, that also kind of answers a question I posed on a previous episode when I was wondering uh, if there if, you know, I noticed that Cora had a, a glider and I was wondering if there was a moment where she received that glider uh, because I felt like it should have been some kind of a big deal, some kind of rite of passage as an airbender or something. Well, it turns out, obviously, it's not because all of these new recruits have gliders. So clearly it's just something that you get when you start to train 
which kind of takes away the significance of it. But in a way, it makes sense that they didn't make a big deal out of it with Cora now because it's not a big deal, apparently. Apparently, that's just something that you get. Uh, so I'm just glad they didn't keep that same mindset when it came to the bison because not only that, there shouldn't be that many of them. Uh, and I think Tenzin kind of makes a, a, a comment about that and says that, and, and Kai is kind of asking about it, and he's saying that, no, those bison down there are wild. It would take, it would take years to train them, so... You know, right now, you know, no one else gets a bison. But you can kind of tell in that moment, you know, Kai being the kind of rebel, rebellious, you know, kind of uh, delinquent that he is, that at some point he's going to figure out a way to get to those bison, uh, whether or not he should or, or not. Um, so, you know, Cora calls in to the temple, basically, and she just kind of wants to give Tenzin an update as to what's going on with everything. Uh, and I'm actually skipping something. This is after Kaya shows up and Milo shows up with new airbenders. So uh, first he hears it. He hears about some of what, what happened with Zahir from Kaya. And Kaya tells him that I fought him off. He got away, everything like that. Um, and then he goes in and he talks to Cora, who gives him an update. And, you know, he kind of lets her know that he's kind of having a hard time with new airbenders. So Cora gives him the idea to, hey, you know, let Boomy get involved. Boomy has military experience. He, 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 he very much embraces leadership positions, even though he may not be the greatest at them. He kind of has his own indirect, accidental <laughs> sort of way of, in, of being uh, a good, a good uh, soldier. Um, so she mentions, you know, you could even trick him into thinking it was all his idea. And, and he says, well, you know, you're you're becoming a wise avatar. So he does that. He goes over to Boomy and pretty much just, you know, asks his advice. How would you handle this? So Boomy's like, well, you got to treat him like the military. You know, you have to get these recruits in shape. You have to be tough on them. You have to break them down so you can build them back up. Now, the audience knows at this point that none of this is a good idea. <laughs> or maybe it is right i mean it the way it comes across in that moment you think this is a terrible idea and then it kind of seems like it's a terrible idea but in the end it kind of sort of works out so it makes you wonder if boomy is some kind of a secret genius right um but it backfires him on him immediately after he makes that suggestion because the next morning Tenzin busts in there and pretty much wakes everybody up and it's like, okay, it's time to get started. And he's like, oh, what did I, <laughs> what kind of monster have I created now? So he pretty much gets them to go, they go climb a mountain and they're doing all these different things and they're meditating and uh, everybody's still kind of having a hard time. At this point, they're like, you know, we, we prefer Boomy because Boomy's just fun. Uh, and that's still kind of rubbing Tenzin the wrong way. Meanwhile, Janor is, sl is slowly and silently kind of taking notice that, you know, he's probably being a little more difficult on them than he should. So she makes a comment every now and then, and he just kind of brushes her off. And it's like, Janora, you know, I'm I'm the master here. I know what I'm doing. When in reality, he doesn't really. Um, and, but Janora has shown that she is well beyond her own years uh, many times. So she's very wise. And this is something that Kai picks up on. Because he's had several conversations with her and he's asking her, you know, why aren't why aren't you a master? You know, because uh, you, you have a very strong spiritual connection. You have uh, you're you're a great airbender, you know, so and so forth and all that. And of course, that's kind of planting some doubts in her in her head. She's saying, 
you're right. Why why am I not a master? Why haven't I got my tattoos yet? I do do this. I, I have done that. Um, and this is just another example of Kai being kind of a sly, rebellious kind of <laughs> kid in a way, because he's 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 kind of secretly instigating um, tension between her and her father. But at the same time, he almost kind of has uh, a point. And of course, you know, these two are kind of slowly falling in love with each other. So you kind of expect him to take her side in this, in this whole thing. So she kind of starts to get that idea from it. Now, meanwhile, also, uh, Kai is pretty determined to get down to those bison. So he kind of makes a, a, a suggestion to Janora and say, let's go, let's go check on the baby bisons. And uh, <laughs> even though he was told several, you know, once that the plural of bison is bison, he keeps saying bisons. And that and that's once again, I, I've been talking a lot about the details that the creators and the writers put into this show. And it's stuff like that that just makes you laugh and it makes you appreciate it even more. Because the truth is, is that if you go tell a little kid right now that the plural of bison is bison, they're probably still going to say bisons because they've been being taught for the most part that the plural of a word, the plural version of a word is going to have an S at the end. So then they have to, it's harder for them to understand that, well, with the exception of these words, right? So and then it just becomes funny from that point on every time he says it. Uh, which is like, like I said, just another small detail that the the writers put in here just to kind of make it better. So they go down and, uh, you know, we get this nice little flying sequence of them going down and seeing the bison and the cute little baby bison. And, and of course, Janora warns Kai, hey, you know, be careful because the mothers are very protective of them. So, you know, if you've seen enough of these types of things, when she says that, that that. A little bell should go off in your head and say that, well, <laughs> something's going to happen here. So he goes down and sure enough, one of the, the, the mothers gets aggressive. And but Janora kind of swoops in and saves him and gets him out of the way. Just, you know, these they're basically they're creating memories here. They're creating moments between Kai and Janora so that if they do end up falling in love or something like that, they'll have these these moments that kind of build up to that. And, and I think that's just kind of what they're doing now. Now, meanwhile, of course, the the um, the training resumes with the with the the uh, the new airbenders and everything. And uh, we kind of get this quick montage, I think, of, of all of them just kind of going through these different things. And one of them is they're kind of going up this hillside and Boomy's the last one. And he's having a hard time and he's falling down and and, and Tenzin's in, in sergeant mode, just kind of yelling at him and saying that, you know, if you if you don't make it up here, everyone else is going to have to do it over again. Just kind of putting a lot of pressure on him and because of that. He falls down. He feels like a failure. He gets up and he just kind of explodes and says, you know what? I never wanted to be an airbender and I'm too old to, to go through boot camp again. So he kind of storms off. And at that point, you know, he feels like it's failure he kind of quit but you know he's angry but at the same time it kind of makes Tenzin come to a realization as well that you know maybe he is being a little tough on on Boomy as well as everyone else so Tenzin and, and you know and something this is something that we we don't see too often to be honest with you is that Tenzin actually gets a moment with his wife Pema uh, you know there's just not much of them talking or, or or even interacting for the most part I mean I understand why it's not about them but it's just nice to throw that in there every now and then. So they get a nice moment in there. And, and as always, you know, using these situations, she's she's kind of the voice of reason. 
and uh, she kind of makes them realize, you know, things are hard for these people. They weren't born air nomads. They they may need a little bit more TLC and kind of a you know need to be handled with kid gloves in some ways and and not to be so stressed out. Um, and you know, he he makes she makes him realize that he probably should ease up a little bit on all of them just because of all the pressure and everything. So he goes out and he decides he's going to try to apologize to Boomy. Uh, Boomy's not really having it, though. He's like, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> so that's just kind of how he feels about it at the moment. And Tenzin is like, OK, well, I guess I tried. Meanwhile, Kai has gotten the idea once again. Hey, let's go check. Let's go check on the bison again. Uh, because, you know, he can't stay out of trouble, basically. I mean, they, they pretty much established the fact that he is having a hard time staying out of trouble. So you pretty much know what's coming now. You know, you know that something bad is probably going to happen at this point. So they go back down and they're looking for the bison. And then to their surprise, we find out that there are these poachers there, basically. If you don't know what a poacher is, well, it's kind of, you know, there are people who go into the jungle and they 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 illegally hunt endangered species of animals you know usually for profit and things like that so this is basically what we have going on here with these bison um so they basically get captured by these guys uh we find out that they're basically collecting the bison from the earth for the earth queen so this just brings back brings her back up and you know she's going to end up being the primary antagonist somehow on this thing i think don't think that we've seen the end of her i don't think so i mean right now it seems like zahir and his crew are going to be the main bad guys but i feel like they're going to have to bring up the queen again to some extent because she's kind of had her hands in some bad things so far and not only that um she was you know she tried to you know she basically kidnapped the airbenders and now we find out that she's behind this and we also find out that she may have been wrongfully taking money away from her own people. So expect that to come back up. You know, they're kind of building a case against her in some ways, slowly and surely. So we'll probably be seeing something about that pretty soon. Uh, but yeah, so they're the poachers and they capture. Um, I'm sorry, there's just so many names, so many names. Uh, Janora <laughs> and Kai. Now, um just to kind of skip ahead a little bit they're basically you know captured and kai makes a suggestion can you can you do your your out of body spirit thing you know janora has this thing where she leaves her body and she can go different places but she's too confined as to where where, where she is she doesn't have the room she can't really meditate properly but she can uh do sort of a smaller version of it so she pretty much summons a spirit and tells that spirit to go find boomju which of course is Boomy's little spirit friend, uh, and he does, and he goes and pretty much tells Boomju, and Boomju tells Boomy, and then Boomy goes and, and gathers all the troops, because uh, this is his niece in trouble now, and 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 this is what I meant when I say it kind of spins around, and then you finally get to see there is something about Boomy that makes him a natural leader. Um, he he, his methods are usually wrong, but his heart's in the right place, and. And it has a way of showing through. Um, so we, we get that, you know, he rallies them and he says, you know, we have to go get them. You know, we're airbenders now. She needs our help. And of course, there's a few. There's one airbender guy in particular who's a little more afraid than others. The same one that gets his hair cut off <laughs> after after learning. Well, 
Yeah, after learning that he didn't have to, which I don't, I've, I've always kind of wondered if that was a requirement or not. Um, you know, whether or not he, whether or not you had to have your hair cut off. Um, but I don't think, I think, I think they mentioned that. I think Aang mentioned that at one point, that it was a choice and that you didn't have to do it. Uh, and I just realized I skipped something here. But, you know, a, a part of... Uh, Something that happened earlier there. There was a moment where Janora was, you know, she kind of was, you know, as a result of, of Kai's suggestion and, and influence and instigation, she decides she wants to talk to Tenzin about, you know, being a master and, and not getting her tattoos and everything like that. And he says, well, you're just a little girl. OK, I left that out. I want to make sure I mention that because it becomes important to some extent later on. Um, which I, but at the same time, though, you know, there's, there's still something really, really disturbing about tattooing little kids. I'm just I'm just going to say that. I mean, I have a few tattoos and they all hurt a lot. I can only imagine a kid going through that. But of course, this is a cartoon. But I mean, yeah, a lot of the stuff is actually based on real philosophy, though. So there were there were children who were tattooed uh, for different reasons, um, you know, years and years ago for different things. But, you know, it's still it's still a little weird for me. <laughs> but he basically organizes, you know, this whole thing. We're going to go and, and free her. Um, so they 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 head down there and Kai and Janor are pretty much, you know, already working on their way out. Kai has a, apparently a lot of experience picking locks. So he picks the lock. He gets out and Janor is like, OK, free the rest of the bison first. But before he gets a chance to do that, the uh, poachers attack. Uh, which these these poachers, you know, I didn't feel like they would have been too much of a real threat. I mean, the big guy, there was one big guy who actually had bison fur on his back. Uh, so we get a cool little fight sequence there because then the rest of the airbenders come out and they all kind of fight together in their, in, in their first really big battle. Um, you know, since they started training to try and rescue them. Uh, so we get some we get some nice action sequences there. You know, meanwhile, um, Tenzin is kind of he, he can see what's going on himself because um, he's in the sky on Oogie at this point so he can see the truck driving away with them in the back uh, with Janora in the back because I, they don't get a chance to free her before the truck takes off so then they have to kind of chase behind the truck now one thing I want you to notice during this sequence because this just ties in once again to everything I've been saying lately about the detail and the small little things that the creators and the writers and the animators put into these these episodes that just makes it stand out so much more from other animated shows that I've seen is that if you just watch that sequence where the truck is going down the road notice that each cage on the back of the truck move independently once again very small detail but these are the kinds of things that I notice because in any other show it would have been so easy to just make them all move as one right because who would have noticed who would have cared it would have made it much easier job on the animators the animators because they wouldn't have had to make sure the physics were right and everything but they do that in this show they take the time to make sure all that stuff makes sense each individual box was moving separately according to physics because they were separated they were just binded together on the back of that truck and that's just something that I noticed and and, and it's, it's the things it's the kind of care like that that they put into this show it's part of the reason why I love it so much so if you didn't notice that go back and take a look at it and just you know absorb it 
try to let it sink in and, and enjoy it <laughs> as much as I enjoy it. Um, but yeah, and so then we get a little, you know, and the fight was actually after that, so I kind of skipped ahead. But um, I'm sorry, I'm kind of sort of in a rush here. I'm trying not to fly through this too quickly, though. Um, but so we get that. And I, what I love is that at the end of this battle, uh, Kai basically gets kind of a one on one with the lead, the lead poacher. And he's mad. You know, he's like, did you really think that you can kidnap Janora and kidnap all these baby bisons and does some pretty impressive airbending moves? And it's kind of brutal. I mean, he really kind of slams the guy up against the truck. And I mean, I, I thought it was fantastic. I, you know, it's, it's cool like that. Some of my favorite moments of, of airbender was when Aang got mad. Right. Because he he was so I'm not Kai isn't like this, but it's still kind of the same feeling in a way that I get you know Aang was so peaceful that you know when you pushed him to that point he would not have a problem with beating the crap out of you and that's <laughs> and that's kind of where, where Kai was headed with that and with Aang a lot of times of course he would he would go into uh, he would go into the avatar state as a result until until he became able to really control it more so um, that's one you know they very little emphasis on the avatar state with with Korra um can she even still go into the avatar state since she lo lost her connection with the previous avatars because that's something that they haven't reestablished right she lost her connection with the previous avatars because of uh at the end of harmonic convergence uh where i think I'm, my memory's a little fuzzy on that but i'm, I'm pretty sure she lost her connection with them and it was gone for good okay whenever whenever rava was removed from Korra, i think that's when she lost her connection or am i mistaken but because she rejoined with rava but i think that bond was still severed at least as from what they said now it'll probably they'll find a way to bring it back my memory's a little fuzzy on that so send me an email at republiccityreport at gmail.com if you can help me out with that but uh, yeah, not much Avatar State action with her, um, but it was always it, a mechanism with with Aang, right? It was like a last resort thing that kind of kicked in. Well, you know what? She did use the she did go into the Avatar one the Avatar State once this season, I believe when she was spirit bending, when she was doing the spirit bending for the vines for that one episode. Um, so yeah she can she can still access it i guess but how could she access it if it's not because that whole thing was supposed to be spiritual once again send me an email to republicsreporter@gmail.com if you can help me bring some clarification to that because i'm kind of speeding and i'm not remembering everything at the moment as a result of that but once again we get that cool moment with kai at the end and uh and of course they all kind of celebrate at the end you know because these the bad guys are all wrapped up and uh, we, we, we get to see they kind of just walk by and everybody's kind of all the airbenders are kind of feeling better about themselves now because they won their first battle. So it'll be interesting to see how this will turn things around and make things easier for Tenzin to, to teach them, because I'm sure they all have a lot more confidence now and be a little probably a little egotistical. <laughs> but, um, you know, as a result of this, Tenzin has to give Boomy his props and say, you know what? Um, I doubted you, but you really are a great leader. And uh, um, <clears throat> he even says, you remind me of dad, you know, and, and, and obviously that meant a lot to Boomy because I'm sure Boomy has felt very left out, 
you know, he, he mentions the fact that even though he's Aang's son, he never really felt like he was a part of the Air Nation. And this is something that I talked about on previous episodes, you know, with it had to have been hard for him considering, you know, he was the only non-bender in his immediate family. Aang was his father an airbender. Katara, his mom, was a waterbender. His sister Kai is a waterbender and his brother Tenz is an airbender. And he was just neither. <laughs> so imagine growing up like that where you don't feel like you're really a part of either nation. Um, so it's nice to see that he's starting to feel a little bit better about it and everything. And, and, and Tenzin's definitely uh, becoming a little, a little easier on him as, as battles proceed. And then at the very end, we get a nice moment there where the baby bison actually fly uh, because she, um, Janora mentions earlier that they don't fly right away. It takes about a week after they're born before they fly. So they fly. And then there's a comment that says, I guess we're all growing up, right? Because he also admits to Janora that she is grown a lot more grown up than he gives her credit for. You know, she's not as grown up as she thinks she is. You know, I don't necessarily agree with some of those things she was saying about not being a little girl anymore. <laughs> Janora is very much a little girl. Uh, I mean, you know, she's not like Cora's age. I mean, she's like at least, you know, years younger. So but she does have a good point and she is a lot more mature in terms of her personality and philosophy and, and her spiritual connection and her airbending abilities than most of them are um so in that in that way maybe she is a master in her own right um because remember Aang was pretty much a master at a very young age too you know he he may have been just a little bit older than Janora when he, he and he already had tattoos so you can become a master at a young age um now whether or not we'll see her with tattoos we don't know because Tenzin's a little touchy about that he doesn't really want to you know put her through that she's a little girl and his little girl more specifically but he can kind of admit that she's growing up and we get this moment where he says that and we also see the air bison kind of take to the sky and thus we get our original airbenders the air bison so um once again i don't have any emails for this episode so i'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up and remind all you guys now for next time though get your emails in so we can get back uh, into that send me an email to republiccityreport at gmail.com just a reminder the new uh, the next two episodes will not come at least until the middle of next week because I will literally be going out of town on Friday night I will be gone until Sunday afternoon and then I'm gonna have to turn right back around and go out of town Monday morning now I may be able to squeeze in recording on Sunday afternoon but it really depends because I'm going to have to do some packing and everything like that so if I can then they'll be up about Sunday night or or Monday but if not then they won't be up until at least Wednesday of next week uh, at the latest and I'm sorry I'm not saying specific dates here but every every date should be listed uh, I'm recording this on the 22nd so um, just kind of <laughs> do the math there uh, so it'll be, you know, it'll be a little bit over a week, probably before those two episodes come out. So that's plenty of time for you to get your emails in if you have any questions or theories, and etc. I also want to remind you that this is episode 22. And this is something that I brought up last episode that I'd like to do something special for episode 25. But I really have no idea what to do. So if you guys have any suggestions, is there anything you want to see or hear in particular, um, just let me know. 
republiccityreport at gmail.com and I'll take a look and see if we can do something special for the 25th episode. So um, just a reminder here, head over to awesomepods.com so you can see the list of all the other podcasts that we have there. Uh, There's all kinds of stuff over there in 80s podcasts, um, Heroclix podcasts, and the podcast that I do call Geekly Dose where we just talk about geek stuff. There's all kinds of things there, so head over there. Um, You can also head over to facebook.com slash awesomepods and see a listing there as well. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in once again. I'll be back uh, as soon as I can, ready to record and talk about the next two episodes as we start to close in on the end of the season. Um, Because once again, they're doing this double episode thing a week thing. So it's kind of flying by now and it's kind of making it a little more hard on me to get these out on time. But thank you guys for bearing with me. And so until next time for Republic City Report, I'm Tim Bridgewater Bender. Thank you guys and I'll see you next time. Facebook.com slash awesome pods and follow us on Twitter at awesome pods.